Welcome back to Maiden March. Today is Thursday, December 24th, and we are here with a very special Christmas Eve podcast. We last recorded, what, three days ago? Yes. But uh, with everyone, you know, after on Christmas and after Christmas being busy, we thought we'd get one in right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were some good college basketball games, too. I mean, yeah, there was to, actually, yeah, between these couple days that we last recorded. Nothing to really scoff at. And uh, with the Christmas spirit in mind, um, we would like to tell you guys a Christmas gift that you could give all of us. Alex, would you like to tell them? Yeah, so we are asking you guys, if you guys really enjoy this podcast, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the podcast. Be honest. Uh, list some suggestions if you have them for us. We're always open to new ideas. And yeah, just drop a review. Let us know what you think. Absolutely. I mean, reviews are really how we grow as a podcast. It's how we know that we are being you know, respected, being loved. And so we, uh, we just hope that you guys can help us out in that regard. And uh, of course, as always, follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Podcast underscores between every word. <coughs> Are we ready to get into the special segment today, boys? Another Christmas-themed special segment yes, of sorts. Sir. So, the special segment for today, once again, we are staying on the theme of Christmas. So we are all taking our favorite team, and we are giving them a gift that would greatly increase their chances of winning a national championship. Now, Alex, your favorite team, Marquette, I don't know if we could do anything that could give them a national championship. No disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. Nothing. You're not giving them a gift. So this might be – you're not giving them an actual gift. You're not giving them like a brand-new Mercedes-Benz. But so like let's say you're a fan of Kentucky. You could gift them good three-point shooting because as we all know – They need Kentucky, more than that though. They need, they, more, they need than more than that. But as we all know, Kentucky can't shoot yes. uh, three ball. So who would like to get it started with a gift that they would give their favorite team – to help them out the rest of the season. I'll start it off. My favorite team is the Wisconsin Badgers, and the gift that I would give them is a consistent offense. So they've shown time at times that they can be like a good three-point shooting or they can score at will, but it's few and far in between. And that's kind of the only thing they've been missing. <clears throat> they've been a really good defensive team for uh, as long as forever. I've known, forever. Yeah. And they always have a good defensive scheme, and they like to control the pace, but they never – they can never consistently drop 70-plus. Like, they always have dud games against bad teams, too, which really cost them because that allows them to lose pretty much on any given night. I mean, if the Badgers could drop 70-plus every night while keeping the pace that they like to play at... And good defense. That's dangerous. It's super dangerous, but that's the issue. Is Right now, without a good offense, they're vulnerable to lose against any team every night, but they're also they're able to beat any team as well. It's the weirdest team ever. They can lose to a... One and five team, but they can beat like a seven and zero team. That's like a top five team in the nation. It makes no sense, but a consistent offense would go a long, long, long way for this team. I would say so. That would be that would be the gift that I would give Wisconsin. All right. So as you guys all know, my favorite team is Marquette, and you know, I'm gonna gift them with a new coach. If I had to choose a coach that would make maybe a little bit of sense, I'd give them Doc Rivers. You know, he is a Marquette alum. He played there in his college days, and he's been coaching in the NBA for almost 30 years now. And I think, hey, it's getting a little old, Doc. Why don't you come back to college and coach for your alum? I think that would go a long way. I mean, you just watched the Marquette Nova game yesterday, and it's like, whoa, Joe, what are you doing? The defensive game plan is <laughs> sometimes awful. I can't, awful. Sometimes I can't follow Wojo's like, train of thought. Like what, Normally what? I know what coaches are thinking, but Wojo, it's, I sometimes don't see it. Yeah, I, I agree. Like Getting a new coach right now, like we wouldn't win a national championship, obviously, because we don't have quite the talent yet. But I think getting a new coach would go a long way, honestly. And obviously, it's a theoretical that Doc Rivers to come back. Yes. That's that he's most hundred almost hundred percent not going to take that big of a pick up. But hey, it's Christmas. You, exactly. know, you can dream big. Exactly. The Doc coming back to college. Mm. Uh, and as you guys know, <laughs> my favorite team is the <clears throat> Iowa Hawkeyes or the Hawkeyes of Iowa. And what I would gift them is consistent defense because they've shown good flashes at times this year playing good defense. They played really good defense against Purdue last time out. Um, however, that needs to be on a, on a consistent basis in order for them to win a national championship uh, because you have to win, what, how many games to win the NCAA tournament? I think eight. Eight. Seven? Yeah. Let's count the rounds. 34, 32, 16. Seven games to win it all. Seven games, yeah. Seven yeah. games. And you can't just take a break in the middle of those seven games because there are other teams out there competing that are going to want it 
that much more. Um, your shooting's only going to bail you out so many times, especially with the way Jordan Bohan has been shooting the ball lately. Um, so I'd give them consistent defense uh, because because they've shown before that they that they can do it, but a lot of times they don't really try and just kind of punt on the defensive end of the floor if they're shooting the ball well. Give Iowa a defense, and they are a scary, scary team. Not that they already aren't. I mean, with Luke Garza, you're going to be scary no matter what. Um, but I think that's a very good gift. And um, so my favorite team that I've really been championing these past two years is Rutgers. And if I had to give them one gift, I would give them good free throw shooting. Not depth. I would give them depth. Yeah, that's what I would give Did them. Did you know two. that they rank 319th in Division One in free throw percentage? And I think there are... That's all. That's how you that's win... That's almost at the bottom. Like, that's how you win close games. Free yes. throws are how you win close games. I agree. And I've seen it too many times. Teams, good teams in the tournament, not just teams, good teams, choke it away because they can't make their free shots. Rutgers needs to shoot better from the free throw stripe. The only player on their team that is really consistent from the line is uh, Mulcahy. That's about it. But you can't get him the ball every single time. Yeah. So I think he's if, not the type that's going to get fouled exactly. very often. Yeah. If Rutgers is in close games, I'm 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 nervous because they they are not very good with free throws. So my gift to them would be good free throw shooting, and I think that will go a long ways. And I think it would make them immediately a national title contender. Immediately. That's bold. I don't really think so. I think they're a top 10, 15 team in the nation. And with good free throw shooting, I mean, come on. We would have to see in a theoretical world. Um, Unknown, though. Definitely getting into Tuesday's games then. Uh, free throw shooting did go a long way in a couple of these games, especially Bradley going on the road to 14 Missouri. Bradley played really well, controlled a lot of this game. We talked about Bradley last podcast as being a potential upset. None of us ended up picking them, but we said hey, this team is pretty scary out of the Missouri Valley. And that's what we do here. We find mid-major teams that are sneaky, that look good, and we say, hey, watch out. put a pin on them, mm-hmm. keep your eye on them, and see how they do. And Bradley, that game proves they can, they can control the tempo. Yeah, yeah yes. you're not, you're not going to find a bunch of other podcasts talking about uh, the potential of the Bradley Braves. And that's going to be important when it comes down to it in March and you're making your bracket picks. Um, you're looking at the matchups and you see, oh, oh hey, Bradley played Missouri close. They lost to Xavier by one. He lost Missouri by one. You're gonna you're gonna see that this Bradley Braves team might be for real. I think they've lost their three games by a combined six points. It's something is, small. Yeah, they can, they're yeah, they're always crazy. in tight games, which is nuts. But. but anyway, Bradley Bradley gets fouled. They're up they're up two points. They go to the line for a one and one, and they miss the front end. Missouri comes down. They drive in, kick it right under the hoop. Um, goes up, gets fouled, and one. Missouri hits the free throw to go up by one with one second. Missouri wins. You have to hit your free throws in these late-game scenarios. It's going to be important in March. Um, now mm-hmm. I'm sure Bradley can learn from it. A lot of season left. Um, and I understand the pressure, especially being on the road at a, at a top 15 team. Um, but that definitely was not, not what Bradley was looking for there because they had this game all but one, and they just could not finish it at the end. They shot 50% from the line. That's atrocious. Also, this wasn't a, a terrible offensive game. If you were coming for offense, you man, did you absolutely miss it? Because Bradley shot eleven percent from three, with and Missouri shot fourteen percent. Missouri Bradley shot twenty five percent from the field. From the too, field, yeah, which is that's even and I chalk that up to Bradley's sure. defense, to be honest. But Bradley didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Uh, but at the same time, this is what Bradley does. They're a hard nosed team, blue collar team. They showed it last season in the Missouri Valley. They won, they won games. They won them with low scores. They got buckets when they needed to. Um, and I think definitely with having some people come back this year, they could they could make maybe a potential upset in March. There are actually some really good teams in the MVC this year. Who do you think is going to make it out? I like, Bra- I like, I like Bradley to make it out. Because you got Bradley, Loyola, and then I guess you and you I and could I, maybe be spooky. I would say you maybe and I is probably – I mean, you and I was the preseason favorite. I'd say they're third probably right now behind Loyola and I, Yeah, I would get behind that. Bradley. Yeah, they, they are 1-4, and four, but all their losses aren't too bad, except for maybe Utah State. That I, was, I wouldn't say that's a bad That's loss. also yes. an early season game, so we'll see if they can grow from it. Um, Drake is also 9-0. Uh, that's but, the team I want to think, out. But I think losing Liam Robbins might hurt them, at least in the MVC tourney. He's the one that kind of carried them on their little Did they lose him? To Minnesota. He transferred uh, to Minnesota. Um, that's, yeah, he was, the, he yeah, was their he, stud last year. He was their stud. He was second team all Missouri Valley as a sophomore last year. Uh, he was kind of their leader in their run. I don't in know why you would transfer so. to a because he could. He, could have well, he starts. He starts on Minnesota. I mean, I know, but Minnesota's like a 
don't know. He's probably so, a grad, was he a grad transfer? No, no he's he's a he was a sophomore. He was going oh, to be. A he's, he's a junior this year. He I mean, starts, you can't fault him for wanting to go D one. Or not D one, but like to a bigger. He's going to Minnesota, and Marcus Carr is getting recognition, and so someone's. And Probably going to notice Liam Robinson and if he yeah. shows out. That's Not fair, to mention that they're 7-1, and one, their only loss being to Illinois. They just got a big win against SLU. Yeah, on, on Sunday night, so. he did it for himself, probably not for yeah. team wins, I guess. Yes, I mean you got to look out for number one. You got to look out for yourself before hey, anybody else. Exactly, agree. But do you guys, if you had to make your Missouri Valley picks, I'm taking Bradley. I don't know who you guys are taking. Cam Crotweg and Loyola could be spooky. I think I'll take Drake. I'm gonna go with Bradley. They've shown a lot of. They've been competitive in pretty much every game. I'm feeling some Loyola magic this year. Some split decisions here. Three Some different teams. Decisions. So the NBC is going to be a fun conference. It's going to be yeah. fun, yeah. I think that whoever wins is going to be probably, I don't know. what's De- Depends on what seed, depends on mm. who wins it. If you and I gets out, it'll probably be like 15. If, if, absolutely if they not. Keep, they won't they be up to 15. They're no. not, they're not going to be a 10-loss team. Do you know how many bad conferences the NBC are? is a pretty good conference. And they're not so going to be a 10-loss team. The winner going to be like a 12-13. to 12-14. to Because you and I, if you and I can't get it can't get it together, then yep. it, it's, they might be like a 10-loss team. They're not going to be 12 or 13. Um, but then another free-throw shooting game where it should have hurt them, Texas Tech, I guess it wasn't really a free-throw shooting game, but Texas Tech goes on the road, number 15, Texas Tech to Oklahoma. Really close game, really good game the entire time. But at the end of the game, Oklahoma goes down. They need to get some free-throws. They're down by three, so they make the first, miss the second on purpose, and this is obvious. There's only, like, a few seconds left on the clock. Of course you're going to miss it on purpose. Mm-hmm. But then Texas Tech just refuses to box out. Absolutely refuses. It's like they wanted them to get the rebound. Yeah, and, yeah, and then it was bad. And then they, they get the rebound, try to tip it in, they get fouled. So he goes to the line again two for more. two. Misses the first misses one. Misses the first one. Again. And then, and then they so they need to miss the second one because there's even less time on the clock now. So he misses the second one. Texas Tech refuses to box out again. You yes. gotta get rebounds, and frankly, you have to hit free throws, which Texas Tech did in this game pretty well. Mac McClung had, he was had clutch, an excellent clutch. game. He, but he then Oklahoma, up. after Texas Tech refused Oklahoma, to box out, yeah, they they had two free throws to tie the game and send it to overtime, and they missed one of them. But but, but don't the forget tip, they, they, got they the had back. three chances, and one of them was wide open. One of them was wide open. I believe it was Reeves. and Reeves. Reeves had the buzzer. All three of their tips after that. Yes. Reeves at the buzzer. Tech Easy. Texas tried Tech to lose tried this game. to lose the game. And they yeah. somehow did not. Yeah, Reeves at the buzzer. He, he was at the block, caught it in the air. Nobody was even contesting it. It was and, literally and it a was, simple layup. He, it was a simple layup, and he missed it. Yeah, he's going to be losing sleep over that one. Backboard front iron. And that that's a tough one to lose. Because that's something he can do in his sleep. If you're Oklahoma. Tough one to lose if you're Oklahoma. But that was, as yeah. far as Texas Tech is concerned, though, I believe McClung had a... Nice game, right? Terrence yeah. Shannon played really well as well. Terrence Shannon's yeah. the key to that team, but Mac McClung was really clutch down the stretch. He's a phenomenal free throw shooter. Texas Tech, yeah. Tech shot ninety percent from the line. No, that'll oh win man, you games if Rutgers could. Hunt. That'll win you games. Now, now, if I had to give something to Texas Tech, it would be a jump shot to Mac McClung because he's really struggled from beyond the arc and then from range this year. It's fair. That's can, never really been his game, though. I know, but he can drive. He can drive and create if he establishes that outside game. But he's that Texas Tech. If he can make them fear his three-point shot, yeah, then McClung would be all the more dangerous. That's true. But it just it just looked like watching that game. A couple threes that he had could have broken the game wide open, and he just couldn't couldn't could have couldn't find the bottom of the net. But then we also had a big upset: seventeen UNC going on the road to NC State rivalry game. UNC drops it by three points to NC State, who improves to five and one. I need to uh, apologize to Maiden March Nation out there. I uh, I put my stamp of approval on this one. I said that there's zero chance that UNC loses this game because historically, at least in the past ten years, UNC versus NC State hasn't really been a rivalry. I mean, UNC yeah. has dominated just about every single game, even last year when they when sucked. UNC was bad. Yes, that's they true. would go they would go to NC State and they would whoop up on them because that's just how it works. But props to NC State for you know really gritting that one out, and it was actually impressive that they won because I mean. Let's be real. The theme of this podcast is free throws. NC State shot fifty five percent that game, and that's just that's not that's not going to cut it in most games. Nope. So I apologize if any of you guys listened and put money on UNC. I will take full responsibility. 
UNC needs to be given some three-point shooting as well. Oh, wow. They needed that. <laughs> like, 16%. I've been saying that for weeks now. I've said that they UNC is an awful three-point shooter. Caleb, Caleb Love fires but cannot make it. to step up his game. No, he needs to stop shooting threes because he clearly sucks at it. And he, he they're eight games in, and they, he can't see that. Like, down low, crazy. they're dominant. They're kind of like a, yes. a, West, they're a, forward. a worse Ooh. West Virginia. Way they're like worse. a Walmart a West sense. Virginia. Yes. But... They need more guard play. They have no guard play right now. I mean, I mean, yeah. When Garrison Brooks isn't on top of his game completely, obviously he'll still put up decent numbers. But gets into foul trouble a little bit like that, and you can't go down low with that big physical presence anymore. Uh, even though UNC is still a physical team, losing somebody like Garrison Brooks to foul trouble uh, in mm-hmm. the game, him getting less minutes, not sh- not shooting the ball as well, not getting as many points. That's you're gonna have to start to hit outside shots, and if you can't do that, then you you might. Be a little scared to be a UNC fan. But also, NC State, they were up 17 this game. They blew that lead, and I would say primarily because of free throw yep. shooting. Who did so, they lose last year? What was their big scorer's name last it was, year? He, he was like number 10. I know who you're talking yeah, about. That oh! The, that kept hitting the half-court shots. How I'm am I blanking on his guy's name, name right now. I can't remember either. I, I can so, picture is the it guy, though. Johnson? All I know is NC State lost their best player, yeah. and this is a big win for NC State. Big win it is. 5-1. and one. Hmm. So we'll see. We'll see where they, we'll see uh, where that takes them. Uh, then the Zags are back in action, getting a huge win, ninety-five, seventy-eight. But then number the game of the night, number three Kansas at home against number seven West Virginia. Kansas pulls away in the second half as Christian Brown gets hot from deep. Yeah, they, not only Christian Brown, Kansas's entire team got hot from deep. If they, Kansas can shoot. The ball, like specifically even, Marcus Garrett. Yeah, specifically Marcus Garrett. Anywhere like relatively near how they shot it, whole, they uh, that game. Dangerous. Oh my god, they are dangerous. From, yeah. from deep, yeah, they only shot forty four percent as a whole. But what do you mean that's that's good. phenomenal? It's, 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 it's not. It's good. It's not bad. But if if you're if you're I would talking argue forty four percent is good, especially is when you make sixteen. It's valid. <laughs> or as a team, you could argue that's like... Uh, that's like but that's the, the interesting thing to note about this game is... So Alex and I predicted Kansas winning this game. And we said that if West Virginia was going to win, Miles McBride, their guard, was going to really need to step up for them. And he the thing is, good. he did. Well. He did. The people who didn't step up that well, we thought were going to step gonna up. were going to be good. Yeah. Oscar DeShue and Derek Culver They didn't do a thing. They, they combined for nine... Credit was it to David McCoy Nine or 11 points, low. something like yeah, that. Yeah, credit to Kansas really well. D down low. They I mean, locked them both up. I, I thought the key to this game was going to be West Virginia's defense because I, I I knew their offense was good enough to put up enough points this year um, if their defense continues to hold teams to about under 70. Um, but they did not do this the, this game. And part of that credit to Kansas' shooting um, hit some good shots. But also, West Virginia looked a little bit lackluster on defense. They did. And so. the reason they were in this game was first half, Sean McNeil for West Virginia was 6-for-6 six six from three in the first half. He had twenty points at half, and he was a bucket from deep. Oh. But that's that's really they were they lost the first half too. So they they were outscored in the first half with a guy shooting six for six. From if you're a Kansas fan, this is the kind of game that's gotta make you. Yes, really I am really starting to love this Kansas team. Alex. I'm right there with you. The reason yeah. is they can get scoring from anyone in their starting five. Yes. and Bryce Thompson coming off the bench is. A nice freshman piece. Mm-hmm. He can bring a spark off the bench. But they're they're, they're not a, a deep team. They don't they do not play a lot of guys. When it's when I think if they need to, they can. They can. That's true. But they don't need to. I guess. I mean, credits to them. I guess. But ultimately, being... yes, they can score. Any other five starters can score on yeah. any given night, yep. and they're a good defensive team led by arguably the best perimeter defender in the country. Yep. So I I'm bought into this Kansas team big time. I'm bought in as well. I'm, I I am definitely starting to like him. A fifteen or a fourteen point win against over a, a very good sound, West Virginia team. Exactly that. That's only a big big proving point, I guess. So I gotta I gotta say, playing, say I gotta say I still like Baylor better. If I had to pick a team to win it all today, it would be the Baylor Bears. But I Kansas, think Baylor still win the Big Twelve. I think Baylor Kansas would be a fun matchup to watch. I, well, think I agree. Be, I think it'd be really close, especially if Kansas plays this well, because Kansas will continue. We'll see. That Baylor defense is stout, though. That it absolutely is. It's going to be a rock fight when they play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. That'll be a good one. Um, but then we have also number four, Iowa in action at home, back at home, taking on Purdue. Um, Iowa's defense is what showed up this game. They won 70-55. to 55. Held them to under 30 wow. points each Imagine. half. Uh, not something you would have expected. So for those of you who probably took the over in the Iowa game, 
That it, su- it sucks you. to be you. You would normally be right, and your reasoning is probably amazing for taking the <laughs> over. But this game, not not so much. Um, but especially this game, Iowa struggled to score the basketball. Um, like compared to usual, they did not until like that the second half. Watching this game, they were not shooting the ball super well. Um, so they had to go to other scoring. Um, Joe Wieskamp was really good this game, driving in, making cuts, um, getting the basketball inside the paint where, where Iowa can dominate. Um, so Wieskamp really looked to be that secondary scorer on, on this Iowa team been, now. So he's yeah. he's he he's finally been. started to step up indeed. And they need him to. Travion Williams almost did it. He almost held Luca Garcet under twenty points. Not quite, but it was close. He only and Garcet didn't shoot as much though. He did not he only took fourteen shots. Normally it's around twenty for him. Yeah, so. Travion Williams played great defense. Travion Williams was good on offense too. He was He's Purdue's best player. He's just he, a thick presence down there. He he's distributes the he distributes the basketball real well. He's he's a yeah. beast on the board. Too. But this is big this is what Iowa needs when they're not ha- shooting it as well or doing as well on offense as they normally do. They need to step. Up they need to step up on defense, and they did right there. Granted, it the was bad versus team. Purdue, a bad team. Who is? I'm not going to say they're bad, no, but as far as bad. Big Ten, subpar Big Ten. Sub, they're subpar. Jack Nundry also needs to just stop shooting threes. I there think we Charlie go. said it Welcome last aboard. podcast, mm-hmm. 0 for 4. I, no, I, I was all aboard the Nundry train. You know, I Get think out of here. I, he's so bad. I want him to. Uh, I want him to keep shooting just because I know. I know he has the stroke. We've seen it before. If you watched Iowa basketball, you've seen it before. But but honestly, I think Keegan Murray's a better player off the bench. Keegan Murray had a great game for Iowa. He gets in there. He gets boards. He is a good presence on the floor. He's he efficient. creates. He's efficient. He went three for three from the field, one for one from deep with seven points and three rebounds in 12 minutes. Um, he's a real spark off the bench. Saw it against UNC. I'd say this man needs more minutes. You could say so, yes. I would agree with that. Uh, and then another game we were paying close attention on tonight is San Diego State going on over to St. Mary's after getting beat by BYU. And this this was a statement Domination. game for San Diego State. Just a bounce, a, a bounce back win there. They statement win. I mean, St. Mary's they just they can't they could not match their athleticism that no. San Diego State yeah, brought Tommy to the Kuzi, table. Tommy Cousy like he couldn't get anywhere on the court really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're the most unathletic. Team I'm pretty sure I nation. could I could stop Tommy Cousy out there. He, you know I don't know oh, about that. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. At the end of the day, he is a Division One basketball player, but I was robbed. <laughs> <laughs> you were robbed. All right. Uh, with that being said, let's get into Wednesday's games. Big, big time, big East action going on tonight. Twenty-two Xavier going on the road to thirteen Creighton. Xavier looks to remain undefeated, but they do not get it done, losing sixty-six sixty-one at the hands of Creighton. Um, problem with Creighton though, Mark Zagorowski did not have a good game again. We've been talking about. He has it, not had a good game this year. Did not perform. What did I say last podcast? I said ever since he missed that game tying free throw against Kansas. You could argue before that too. You though. could argue before that, but I I don't know. He just it's hasn't looked as confident. A different, different worse. But to so. be fair, both teams really did not shoot the ball well. It's not what I expected. I expected this to be an absolute shootout. I did as well. I, I expected eighty plus from both teams. Yeah. If I'm being honest, because both of them were not really known for their defense. I would say. Mm-hmm. Creighton's got decent defense. Mm-hmm. I would say, but but they're more offensive driven. But if Creighton wants. To go far, they're going to need Zeg to step up and yes, be his old self. big time. I mean, yeah, there's only so much Denzel Mahoney can do, and that guy's been going to work every game. He. I feel like last podcast you were, like, trying to like, no, no, say okay. Denzel I was, I was, was saying, good. I was saying he wasn't he – didn't, he didn't have as much success offensively in terms of points. He was struggling oh, okay. to shoot the ball a little bit more, um, which with him is fine because he does everything else right if yeah. he does something wrong. Uh, so he's really somebody that can't take off the floor. He had 13 points this game. Five rebounds, two assists, uh, but when he's on the floor, you know that he's there. He really establishes a presence. Um, so Denzel Mahoney played pretty well, and I think that's what pulled out for Creighton in the end, only winning by five points with Zagorowski shooting the way that he did. The thing is, is he's not only shooting bad, but he's not he's not passing the ball well. He had he's, two assists and four turnovers. He's not creating. That's an awful ratio, and that's not the Zagorowski we're used to, or the mm-hmm. Zagorowski of last year. I mean, Mitch Ballack had a rough game from deep, too. He did not play that well. Two I mean, nine. honestly, with Creighton, they've got pieces off the bench. Antoine Jones is a promising freshman coming off the bench, and they've got Alex O'Connell now, who's starting to get more minutes. Yeah, I how many, like how many minutes did he play? played 10 minutes. I feel like he'll start to get a bigger role yeah. in that offense. Maybe sub in, run a little point, maybe. Do you think he's going to start by the end of the year? 
Probably not. Probably not. They don't have any guards that they can take off. I would yeah, say that's fair. If, if Mitch and Marcus all on the floor. If Balak starts to shoot the ball poorly, that's the only person that I would see. I don't think they but would. But Balak's sort of a shoot to get out you to say I kind of player. You know, he can have a bad game like that here or there, but you trust that Balak yeah. will also have the games where he makes like, you know. Six or seven threes. Yeah. Like that. I'm a little bit worried about this Creighton team, though. I don't think they're they worthy of 13th. Yeah, they've, they've looked a little shaky as of late. They but, should they should drop. I but give them credit. They they still knocked off an undefeated Xavier team. Dog. Xavier had a chance to win a pretty good look at it too from that uh, Kunkel guy who hit the game winner <laughs> against Marquette too. Guy just lays the ball in his hands at the end of the game. Hey, <laughs> nice little bench player on that shoot. Um, then we have more ranked action. Eleven Rutgers going on the road. Twenty three Ohio State and the Buckeyes get it done at home. Eighty to sixty eight. I predicted this one just to make Charlie mad. So I mean, like there, I mean, out. Ohio State was favored. It's not like you like called like some insane like sixteen versus one upset. Rutgers was ranked twelve higher, even though Ohio State was favored. Okay, I'm gonna paint the audience a picture for what happened this game. So going into the game, Cliff Omarui had a knee sprain. He was hurt, and if I'm being honest, that is not good for Rutgers because you you pointed out last podcast, depth. Luke, and I agree. Rutgers does not. I would say depth is not one of their strongest parts on their team, and so Cliff Omarui, one of their big men, getting hurt. Was tough. Especially with Miles Johnson fouling out yeah, this game. But in the first half, Rutgers looked pretty good. They were up 10. Second half starts, they go up 16 with about, like, I don't know, a few minutes into the second half. Yeah. They look unstoppable. But, as you mentioned, Miles Johnson was in foul trouble. Picked up his fourth foul. Went on the bench. And then when Miles Johnson's on the bench and Cliff Omaruri, their other big man, is out with the knee sprain. I mean, they're basically, they were playing four guards and then, like, their backup big. Who's not, who's not really all that. Yeah. Miles Johnson comes back in. Gets his fifth foul. One of the worst foul calls of all time. It was, he was standing straight up like a tree. And he didn't even, like, make contact with the guy. And the ref called a foul. It was, it was absolutely beyond me how that was a foul. So he fouled out. Eventually, their backup big fouled out. And so then, at that point, Rutgers is playing five guards. And against Ohio State with EJ Liddell, who can pound it down low. I got to give EJ Liddell credit. He played very well. I don't think he missed a shot in the second half. Oh, he was he was just asserting his dominance. Yeah, in the paint. once once the big once the big men kind of went down for Rutgers, it was Liddell and Young took advantage of I that. I love yeah. watching with Kyle, Kyle Young play. Play. I love watching Kyle he is, Young he's play. He's a physical with player. With five guards out there, Rutgers stood no chance. And I think I believe they were up ten with like still like I don't know twelve minutes left in the game. And I text in the chat. I'm like, Rutgers has no more big men left. It'd be a miracle if they win this game. And that's when they were up 10. So, and I don't want to be the guy that blames officiating because I know that's sort of Luke's shtick. And no, I'm not saying I don't, that I don't the, blame. I don't blame games on officials. I say officials are bad sometimes. And I these officials the were truly, truly atrocious. Truly atrocious. I'm not going to blame the game on them. Ohio State took advantage of what they were given, which was some very, very, I mean, very, they had an even calls. amount of fouls, basically. Okay, but that, I don't buy that argument, though, because different teams play different brands of basketball. See, that, that is a valid point. Yeah. That's fair. And so this was one of the worst officiated games. I mean, Steve Peichel got a technical for complaining about a foul. That's the first technical he's ever gotten in his life. Like, these refs were bad. On Twitter after the game, Rutgers players were fuming. Miles Johnson tweeted out, he said, 17 days at the wreck. None of this cheating bullshit. And um, I believe Ron Harper Jr. said that the refs had money on the game. So... At the end of the day, it was a poorly officiated game, but you got to give Ohio State credit when Rutgers' big men were out, whether it was valid or not because of the calls, I would say invalid. They took advantage and they fed EJ Liddell down low, which they had to do. I would also um, say that the depth argument is important for for any team going into March Madness, I think, I agree. and especially yeah. down the stretch. But it's not like Cliff Omaru is still going to be out come March Madness. Well, well that's true, but you still they need, the, you still need that multiple multiple weekends. It is, it is. It is. It's going to hurt Rutgers. You still need that sixth man to step up, and typically that would be Geo Baker on this Rutgers team. He's done it before. He's proved he can do it before. Yeah, but he, 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 played really, he played really poorly. He had 31 minutes and shot three for 12. In the first half, he actually like looked decent. He had eight points in the first half, shooting semi-efficient, and then he just didn't make a shot in the second half. But say. what happened in this game that also scared me, Jacob Young, one of Rutgers' best players, who, what did I say last podcast? I said, this guy loves to dunk. He, he'll be like 10, 15 feet out from the hoop, and he tries to just yam it down. Well, he tried to do that this game, and he got just absolutely trucked midair, landed on like his back, had, he had back spasms. Yeah, back spasms. 
Jacob Young, you can lay the ball up. Layups are allowed in basketball. Yes. They're you, allowed. You do not have to dunk every single ball. Nobody, you do not have How a contract. How is he, like 6'1", six, 6'2"? Six, yeah, he's short. But he's got bounce. He's, he's got, got bounce. bounce. No, he's got bounce. And so if Jacob Young is hurt, that's when I'm going to start to worry about this Rutgers team. If Jacob Young is actually I think out. I think a Frank, frankly, is like a day-to-day thing. Yeah, frankly, so, if, frankly but, if anybody's hurt, I'm worrying about this Rutgers team, unless Geo Baker can really step it up. But he has not shown that he really can this year yet. Not yet. We'll see. Wait, wait, waiting But game. basically, at the end of the day, everything that could have gone wrong for Rutgers in the second half, I would say did go wrong. And uh, this is not time to jump off the Rutgers hype train. But also, Dwayne Washington, he's really been the guard to step up for Ohio State. DJ, DJ Carton left, uh, but Dwayne Washington's yeah, averaging 15 Walker a game. CJ Walker has not been playing very good. It's basically no. been all Dwayne Washington. Yeah. I th- but CJ Walker's recognized that he's kind of owned his role as kind of like the facilitator, not the scorer. Yeah, that's Which fair. is, that's respect. Know I your mean, role. Yeah, he's been in double figures for points every game this season, I think, for Ohio State. So he's really stepping up. But Ohio State will get tested on the road next game, and you wouldn't expect it to be a test. But they go on the road to Northwestern next game. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But that could be maybe a trap game with the way Northwestern's been playing. And we'll get to that because Northwestern goes on the road to Assembly Hall. Indiana's, what, eight-point favorites, I think? They were, they were pretty high favorites last time I checked. But Northwestern dominated this game and pulls out the win 74-67. So Trace Jackson Davis played well. I thought I, I picked Northwestern because I thought they could slow Trace Jackson Davis down, but they did not. So Northwestern found a way to win. They shot the ball extremely well. That's impressive. I know, I know Wesley. I know Wesley likes the way that Northwestern shot the ball. Yeah, I mean they shot eighty five percent from the line, which is that's impressive. That'll that'll win you games. And Indiana shooting, but was it about sixty percent or something like that? Yeah, but then the Northwestern fifty six percent from the field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, they're an efficient team. I think they know. Their brand of basketball, and they play it extremely well. They know they're not going to come they out. They know their strengths and weaknesses. Exactly. They're not going to come out and drop 80 on people and get an offensive battle. They have to control the pace. Kind of like in, Wisconsin. A little bit of a Walmart Wisconsin, you could say. This team is a far cry from the Northwestern of last year, may I add, who, oh, was, a, who yeah. was a meme team. They're not a meme team this year. They're, they're a good team. They are a good team. And, and frankly, they usually go through the guards, and Boo Boo is usually their leading shooter, leading scorer. He only had 11, but he only shot the ball eight times. He went four for eight. He was still efficient. He realized that this that this game plan, they were going to pound it inside. Um, Miller Cobb had a good game, 13 points, going five for six. Um, they gave it to Nance inside as well. He had nine, and then their center off the bench, Young, had 13 points, nine rebounds. So they, they, they definitely have a game plan. They have an identity, um, and they know how to prepare for different teams. And yeah. that, that can be scary in the Big Ten. I think they can make some noise in the Big Ten, pop a few upsets here and there. But yeah, they do we think two and zero in the Big Ten with wins against Michigan State and then on the road at Indiana? So, do we think Northwestern will make it into the field of sixty-eight? Yes or no? Man, I don't know. They've got some quality wins As on their right resume now, already. but I could totally see this team just like hitting a brick wall and yeah, I it's could. It's hard too. to tell they're it's... in the Big Ten when any. I feel oh, like it's so hard. They I don't know. They look competitive enough in the Big Ten where if I had to answer yes or no, I'd answer yes. At this right point. now, I'd say yes. They could be a 10 or 11, maybe. They're going to need to pick up a few wins, and they have a tough next stretch. They, I think this game at home against Ohio State is huge for them because then they go yeah. on, the, on the road to Iowa, on the road to Michigan, but then they got Illinois at home, and then they have Ohio State and Iowa again. Jeez. That is a I tough I mean, playing in the stretch. Big Ten, you're going to have plenty of chances to get that statement win. But they're going to need a bunch of statement wins, though, because just the name Northwestern and basketball next to each other does not sit well with the voters that are voting who's going into the tournament. So like, no, I don't buy that uh, whatsoever. I don't. They look at, they look at blind look resumes. At resumes. Yeah. yeah. This isn't college football. That's right. yeah. this college, college football is not just the, com- the committee is extremely rigged, but that's another argument for another day. Um, that's an argument for Lewis College Football Podcast. Yeah, that's an argument. <laughs> if, if we want to start a college football pass- podcast, that's an argument that I will take up. There indeed. Um, but 18 Illinois back in action gets a nice bounce back win on the road at Penn State. Drops 98, uh, 98 to 81. Io had a good game, and I believe did he get ejected this game? Yeah, he stood up for his freshman out there, Adam Miller. I, I believe so. I wouldn't be standing up for him the way he's shooting <laughs> the ball, but go go for it, Io. Um, but I Illinois, mean, they actually started off the game like down 15, I believe, yeah, in the first were, half. Penn State got Penn off to like has, a 19 to four run. I was like, whoa, I was a bit worried. <laughs> Penn, but Penn State at the end of the day, they won by 17. 
Kofi was a beast. Yes. He couldn't be stopped. Did you guys hear Brad Underwood complaining about how Kofi gets no calls because he doesn't flop? I respect Kofi all the more for it. I, I don't care if he's not Brad Underwood's like, I'm going to need to teach my guys how to flop because it's obvious everyone else in our conference is doing that. Oh, I don't think everyone else in the conference Two is doing that. Two people flopped though. on Theo last night. Two well, offensive flops. Well, and then you have the biggest flopper flop in college bullshit. basketball over in the uh, West Coast Conference, Jalen Suggs. Mr. Suggs. Uh, yeah, but it was the Io and Kofi show, like usual. Curbelo is also starting to play a little bit better. He's Finally. he's not shooting the ball particularly well, but he creates. He had eight assists off the bench, along with 15 points. Might be a better freshman than I think, Adam Miller. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. yeah, he, he could probably. get into a starting role the way he's been playing lately. He's had double figures off the bench like three games. Never forget Adam Miller's first game. He had when, he could, when he had 28, he could, could not miss, miss from three. And then I like, think he still has that game in the back of his head every time he takes a three-point shot and yeah. just miss, miss, miss. Exactly. It's so bad. Like, I don't know, like, how do you fall off that much? But whatever. Whatever floats your boat. But Brockington had another good game for Penn State. I think that's a guy that they're going to go to, um, especially guarding the Big Ten. The guard play was not bad for Penn State. It was the defense that lost in this one, which when you have Iowa and Kofi, that's kind of not very easy to guard. So can't blame them too much, but... It's clear Penn State has has some firepower in them. They got some pieces. Um, whether, is that clear? Whether yeah, it is clear. I would say it's clear. Sell me on them. What, whether whether or not they figure it out is a whole different animal. I mean, Miles Dread, like I mean, they were they, were, <laughs> they started the game on a big run against Illinois. Oh, I know. I was typically that. a good defense, but they still that. lost by seventeen. They they beat Virginia Tech. They were up by thirty on Virginia Tech on the road. If you remember, that's your team. So I would say that that's fairly convincing in itself. Um, they lost to Seton Hall in overtime, a game that they shouldn't have lost, but they kind of choked that one. Ant Ball's uncle. But Ant, Ant Ball's uncle, you're right. But <laughs> it's it's all about figuring it out for them. Because uh, they got a lot of new pieces. They lost a transfer to um, and they lost to Nebraska. Mark. No. no. They lost a transfer to... Say it with I conviction. Can't, I can't remember where. <laughs> I cannot They lost Lamar Stevens. That, well, they lost Lamar Stevens and Mike Watkins, too. So, yeah. new leadership stepping up. Uh, but then, that's pretty much all we got for Wednesday. And now, no games on Can Christmas Eve. Can I rant Eve. about Marquette Nova? Yeah, I was going to mention, we did oh, skip Marquette right. versus Villanova. We did Villanova. skip Marquette did you, like, Nova. The score uh, yeah, the score, Nova won by 17. I'm kind of upset Marquette didn't get two more points, because then I could have said I got the exact margin right with Nova by 15. Um, Jamal Kane played well for Marquette. Marquette had opportunities, but... At the end of the day, Nova got hot, so Gillespie had a good game. Alex, Alex Rant. I mean, the amount of wide-open looks that Nova had, I mean, I could have dropped 15 out there probably. I mean, when Waldro's Waldro's game plan is to go in, and he says, we are going to switch everything. So when Robinson Earl comes and sets a high ball screen for Gillespie, and you got Theo John guarding Colin Gillespie, that is never going to work. And then his response to that not working is to play a 2-3 zone. (laughs) On on one of the best shooting teams in the nation. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know what he's thinking out there. It's like he tried to lose, actually, because, like, if a team's hot, that two three zone is like the last <laughs> yeah. thing. The last. Yeah. And that's, that's why you need to gift them your Christmas present of a new coach. And Gillespie was splashing out there. Like, credit to him. He was hitting them from deep. But I think Marquette really needs DJ Carton to play well in order for them to win. I, he played He played solid. I think Colton mm. McEwen needs to shoot the ball less. Statistically, DJ Carton no. played okay. He didn't have the big impact, but... Four for six with the ten points, five assists. Well, the thing boards. is, Marquette didn't even shoot that bad percentage-wise. No. They just got outcoached. And then, obviously, what Luke would like to point out, their turnovers. 17-4 yeah. to four turnover ratio this game, by the way. That's, I have a feeling this is going it, to be a common was a, It was Marquette a problem game. yesterday for Marquette. 17. I will say. 13 turnover differential is Because that's it's incredible. like, I'm pretty sure at half, Nova was up like 10-0 on points off turnovers. And that margin that's was... That's huge. That's Definitely Luke is just sitting here half. just taking it all in, saying, oh, King I'm on the throne. <laughs> been, been on this. Uh, but a lot of people were getting it done for Nova. They have a lot of depth. They have a lot of people. They like, do not have a lot of depth. Well, the way, the way that they're coached, they do. Because the we way Jay Wright coaches, coach. Jay Wright has a role for everybody. Where is this going? Jay Wright, Jay Wright has a role for everybody, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's not depth. That can be depth. If you use, if you use your depth correctly, I would say you have depth. And the way and the way that they played off I'm the not, bench. I'm not following that. Ryan Archdiakno's brother is not depth. 
He had one. <laughs> he had one minute. I know. What I'm saying that's. I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> He's just throwing it out there. But I'm saying that they had 19 points off the bench, even though they only played three players really off the bench. They had 19 points off the bench, which I think is solid. That's efficient. We'll and see. I love Caleb Daniels, by the way. Ten points, five assists, transfer from Tulane. Nova's a scary team, in my opinion. I really like Nova this year, but I don't. I don't. They rebounded well from their loss. I disagree. I don't think they're scary. If you look at the AP rankings, they're fifth. The four teams in front of them are I don't see, significantly better. I don't see Nova beating any of those teams. I can I see agree. Nova beating Iowa. Yeah. If Ooh. Iowa decides to punt on defense against Nova, I can see Nova beating Iowa. Well, I would say Nova would have to be hot from three, though, to beat them. And I don't know. Because I don't think there's they would, anybody... They would have to have an on-shooting I don't think yes. this Nova team is nearly as good as recent It's a It's a significant drop-off, one through four, then to five, to Nova. It's a significant. I would off. agree with that. Uh, by the way, Kobe McEwen's got to stop shooting the ball as much because I'm he tired of watching. Luke. I'm tired of watching this dude. His shooting you didn't percentage. Watch the game. I did watch the game. I watched <laughs> the first had, half. He, he had good looks. They just weren't dropping. Like that seems like a a common. Kobe seems like a common in Kobe. McEwen is shooting forty five and a half percent from the floor this year. So okay, his field goal percentage is not bad. All right. Well, I feel like you go to bat for Kobe like a little too much for all the times he fucks up. <laughs> like he messes up a lot out there. <laughs> I don't I don't know. He's one of our he's one of our few seniors. Like I like it. You're backing up your boy. Big but minutes. He kinda sucks. He's, he's, he I, I love suck. Him. He doesn't suck, he's but he's not that bad. he is he's fuck up prone. Like yes. he makes a lot of dumb mistakes. You know, I and love, he's not the key to that team. The guy, the guy I love on this team, I love Jamal Kane. The way he moves off the ball and kinda creates when, when the offense is a little stagnant. He did that last night for a while and then I mean at least in the first half, that's what I watch. But Jamal Kane, when he gets going, I love watching that guy play, in, in my opinion. Because I love off-the-ball movement because Kentucky could probably take a lesson out of that book, if we're being real. Kentucky could take a lesson out of a lot of, a lot lot of, of books. books. <laughs> um, Good point. They need to start reading. But Marquette's 5-5, five and five, so they're going to need to pick it up in the Big East going forward. Uh, but then, obviously, we get into Christmas Day games. It's a big ten. No games today, right? No, no games no. on Christmas Eve. Usually, no games on Christmas. But the we Big some, Ten came through this year with some a nice, action. A nice. We got some Big Ten action. Some action. <laughs> some action. We got we got a Big Ten marathon throughout the day. We got four games starting at eleven thirty, and the last game caps off at seven o'clock. Um, first game is going to be a great one at eleven thirty. Nine Wisconsin going to East Lansing to take on twelve Michigan State. Michigan State's coming off a loss to Northwestern, who looks like a decent team. Um, but I don't know. I, Wisconsin is playing good basketball right now. Wesley, what are you thinking for this game? Ooh. And what's the line, by the way? Wisconsin, Wisconsin by, one? by one and a half. Wow, on the, Michigan road. on the road. Wow. Mm. This is your classic pick'em game. It is a classic is, pick'em game. Is, How, is Hauser out is what I'm wondering, because I know, he was, I dealing, know. he was dealing with an issue last game, and he got less minutes. I believe last year so. Wisconsin went into East Lansing and won by, like, 17 or something like that. Yeah. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know Brad Davidson, there was another game. Was it against Michigan State that Brad Davidson had, like, a corner three to, like, take a lead? That, that, was, Maryland. that Maryland. was Maryland. Maryland, you're right. Good point. But who but are yeah. you taking in this game? Hmm. Not to put you on the spot or anything. This is a... I'm going to have to go with the, the bias. The Badgers. Going hometown Badgers. Just because it's just better to cheer for a team when you've picked them and then you know you're going to cheer for them anyway. So, like, I don't want to, like, go... <laughs> so are you picking the yes. Badgers because you're going to be I'm confident. I, no. Or and because I think you think Who do you think is win? going to win a game? People got money on this game. They need your expertise. I'm going to go Badgers. Okay, I'm going to go Sparty just because of Rocket Watts. I think he's going to have a bounce-back game. Red Rocket. He's an elite scorer. Not quite elite, but he's a no, very he's good not, scorer. He's, yes, I think Rocket Watts is going to have a nice game. Maybe I like the, 20 points. I like the Badgers because I like what they do down low and in the paint. I think points in the paint is going to decide this game, and I think the Badgers will be better there. And, frankly, I think Joey Hauser, uh, if, he's still, if he still has a little bit of a nagging injury, um, even if he plays, I think that that – that Joey Hauser not being at full one hundred percent is yep. gonna hurt Michigan that's State. The that's the deciding Cause, cause factor Hauser's for been, me. Hauser's been really good. This is, I mean, this game's a toss up, but when you throw in the fact that Joey Hauser might be either out or dealing with the nagging injury, I'm not really sure which. Um, I'm gonna side Wisconsin. I think they go in there and they play with passion and pull out a win. Front I will. I will say for Wisconsin, I really think Johnny Davis. Needs He's a stud. More yeah, minutes. If, he is a if, stud. If, if, if the bench, good. if the bench plays for Wisconsin like they have. In the last game, 
then this Wisconsin team could be could be pretty scary. Johnny Davis is Johnny he's Davis. a freshman. He literally I would ooh, I don't want to say he's one of the better freshmen in the nation, but he's for sure a top like thirty freshman in the nation right now. He looks incredible. I mean that doesn't seem like that hot of a take. But like out of all D one, yes, he also doesn't get doesn't. like that many minutes, but he is an athletic specimen. Yeah, he's yes. yeah, he is a I could, I could honestly see him starting over Brad Davison. I don't I'm think they would do that. Honest. I don't think they, I don't do think they will either. He should well, you know he should start over if he was taller. Aleem Ford. I do not like watching Aleem Ford play. I don't know. But, I uh, love Aleem Ford. But slight get, bias. Slight bias. Class bias. Charlie, who'd you take in this game? Wisconsin. I took Wisconsin. Alright, so Alex the only one who took Sparty at home. Interesting. Uh, but then we move on. The other Big Ten games, I think we all will take Purdue with Maryland going on the road to Purdue. Maryland's 5-2, and two, going on the road to 6-3 Purdue, but I am not sold on Maryland Purdue's whatsoever. the better team. Yeah, Travion Williams is going to have a big game. I think Eric Hunter Jr. has a nice game. And I think Purdue dominates this one. And Stefanovic. Yes. Stefanovic, is a, Stefanovic is a bucket. Um, and then another easy game to pick. I'm sure we would all take 19 Michigan going on the road to Nebraska. I think Michigan stays undefeated. Nebraska ball is real. Charlie, 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 Charlie hates they, my praise. I think they do. I think they do because I don't. I don't like. I don't like the. Well, what's the line? Eight Michigan. Michigan's an eight point. Okay, I think Nebraska ball actually covers this game. I mean, I think Michigan wins, but I don't think they're as good as Luke likes to hype them up as. I don't think they have enough. I don't think they have enough firepower star talent on that team. Franz. I don't think Franz is a star. What's the there? Mo greater. Well, yeah, Mo is better than Franz. Thank you for saying that. Mo was a stud. That's why they went to a national championship. Uh, but then we got four Iowa going to the barn in Minnesota that night. I'm scared for this game. Iowa's six and a half point favorites. I think they'll pull it out. But anytime you go up against Marcus Carr, you can drop 40 on any given night. That's a scary thing about playing Marcus Carr. I'm pretty confident in Iowa. Six and a half point favorites. I like Iowa to cover. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Yes. I think Luka Garza dominates down low this game. They have yeah, nobody to I cover think, him. Yeah, I mean, when when he's played they, Liam if Robbins, if they still had Oturu, this would be an interesting matchup. But uh, Garza Garza dominated Oturu last year too. Actually, yeah. plus so. the way Wieskamp is playing, yes. he's playing at a high level yeah. right now. And I, Gabe, I like Iowa. To Gabe Kalsher, pretty easy. Gabe Kalsher guarding Joe Wieskamp is a big mismatch. They're gonna have to look for. Oh boy! Um, yeah. By the way, I, for, I forgot to mention those twenty-two points against Purdue. Garza had that is seventeen straight Big Ten games where he scored over twenty points. Which, it'll continue. Which is impressive. It'll continue. And I think it'll continue, I think, because he's played really well against Robinson, or Robbins in the past when they played against Drake. Um, then Saturday, big rivalry game. Kentucky on the road at Louisville. 1-5 Kentucky taking on 5-1 and one Louisville. Louisville got whooped by Wisconsin. Go Louisville. I think this is going to be a lot closer than people expect. Though. This is going to be a game. What is the line on this? No line yet. No line no yet. Line. It depends if... Because who is Louisville missing against Wisconsin? Because I think they're missing grad, two stars. It was a grad transfer guard. What was that guy's name? So it depends if who's playing for Louisville. And if Davion Mintz gets more touches again. he they got to give him that volume. Like but but we got to assume that Louisville is going to be at least like Louisville a 4 or 5 point favorite. 63.7%. Yeah, I, I like Louisville the there at full See, I don't think Kentucky drops to one and six. I think they're bad. I don't think they're that bad. I'm gonna be rooting for Louisville, but I think and Kentucky versus Louisville, like that's a pretty big rivalry. That's kind of a throw the records out the window sort of game. Yeah, I got big Blue Nation in this. I one. got big Blue Nation as well. I would love to see Louisville, I got Louisville. win. I'm gonna roll with Kentucky though. I'm gonna pick Kentucky, but cheer for Louisville. Damn, on my own today. Uh here's Solo. a pot- potential upset in the top ten. Six Houston going on the road to UCF, who pulled the upset against Florida State. Who are okay? Yeah, UCF is not bad this year. Yeah, because I forget who they played, but they had another decent win after their Florida State win. They beat Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati! <laughs> That's not I well. take that back. Not a decent win. Not a decent win. According to Luke, I would like to officially redact my statement. I'm going to pick Houston this game. Yeah, I mean, Houston's going to win this game. The Cougars. What's Houston ranked again? Number six. Six in the nation? I like Houston to win wow, this one, too. Wesley. You're Cougs. I'm going to roll with Houston as well, but I, I really think UCF could UCF's going to put up a fight. They are. They always put up fights, though, yeah. I feel like. Then we got 23 Ohio State going on the road to Northwestern. Man, this would be a huge win for Northwestern. I am pulling for I'm them buying so in Northwestern, hard. and I think at Northwestern, don't forget, in the Big Ten, it's not easy to win on the road. I'm taking Northwestern in this game. 
If Ohio State plays like they did against Rutgers, they're going to win. I'm going well, Ohio yes, State. if the refs are the same way they were in that game, no. then of course Ohio State will win this game. I'm going to go with Ohio Bro. State as well. I think Northwestern's little run is is over. Yeah, I think I think the Buckeyes take care of business here, especially if Cal Young can play the way he did. Um, I think I think they're too versatile of an attack for for Northwestern. So I think Ohio State will take this one. But that doesn't mean Northwestern's bad, folks. I, no. I mean, I'm picking Northwestern. I think that they have a good game. Uh, then we then we got a couple more really good games to get into. Number one, Zags going on the road to 16, Virginia. Man, Zags just love scheduling good out-of-conference games. On CBS, you're going to hear the music. You're going to hear the CBS college basketball theme song. And you're going to hear Virginia getting running out of the gym. Because Virginia's <laughs> nice. Is it at Virginia? It yes. is. Virginia never gets ran out of the gym. That? Did you watch the UMBC game? Did you oh, watch okay. it? Did you watch it? Okay. <laughs> they rarely get ran out of the gym. They got beat by San Francisco this year. I know that wasn't getting ran out of the gym, but they got beat by San Francisco. But they always play quality teams well. Like they always have a good ACC record. I, I feel like you're kind of talking out of your ass right now. I mean, they don't always play quality teams well. I've seen them get ran at at multiple occasions. We'll see. And I don't. I'm and I'm not saying. Things. I'm not saying they're going to get the ESPN's BPI. UVA has a higher chance. To I'm not saying that they're going to get ran at, but I just think that's an asinine statement to make. I'm still going to take Zags. I think Mr. Suggs has. A I think game. Suggs has a huge game. I, I'm going to take Zags in this one. I think. Mr. I think Suggs. the key to their team, though, I think their key is going to be Kispert. I think he, he has always a big has game. Been the key. I'll go against the group the again. Give me UVA against the green. Cutting against, against the, the green. green. Uh, then we got Indiana going on the road to 18 Illinois. Indiana kind of needs a win. Um, they're not going to get. They're it. not going to get. Simple it. as that. I don't think they have anybody to guard Kofi. As long as Io can yeah, who control would they, his team. Who would they even put on Kofi? Not Trace. Who they probably would, actually. They probably would, but he's not big enough. No, they're not. They're not going to put Trace Jackson Davis on Who they put Rob Finnessy, their guard? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they have anybody for him. No one's big enough to guard Kofi. Though. Except Mr. G. G. Goggles. Garza G. Goggles. goggles. Maybe, maybe Miles Johnson. I think Miles Johnson can do a decent too. job. Unless he did that. He, he got hosed a little bit, but. Unless he gets hosed again and turns into the Theo John of the Big Ten, just getting called for, like, just being alive. <laughs> out and out on the court Alive and, breathing. and being bigger than everyone else yeah I like Illinois and uh, looking a little goofy I like <laughs> Illinois at home in this one I, yeah, yeah I, I think, think that's across know. the board yes. um, I don't I, I think this well. game's gonna be closer than people think though yes good point uh, then we get into Sunday's games December 27th and I mean again it's a Sunday so not really a great slate um, really so, any slate so that can't blame too much it's the Lord's it's, Day and yeah, and it's and and it's <laughs> boy, it's, I'm a it's, loser. Cri- it's Christmas weekend, so so not really not really anything too good on Sunday. Um, but if there's college basketball on TV, might as well just tune in, um, no matter what games on, because you DePaul know. Paul and Providence played. DePaul's playing their second game of the season. Are they are they so one one or one zero? They're one zero. Yeah, we really have and no so idea many what COVID to think problems. About. We have no idea what to think of DePaul. <laughs> Some teams have played like nine or ten games. DePaul has played a singular basketball game. Yeah, what? Yeah. That's crazy. Took it to Western Illinois, though. I mean, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably going to be the only game really worth watching that day. Um, Fair. And that wraps up what to look forward to on Christmas weekend and the Christmas week. So yeah. I'm going to be sitting down, I know, on Christmas Day and just absolutely tuning in some Big Ten basketball the entire day. I wish that there were like a little bit more competitive games. Not saying that all the games won't be competitive, but you know, you you know, you wish every Big Ten game on Christmas was like the Michigan State Wisconsin. It's weird to see like, Iowa Minnesota. I think is an okay one, but yeah. it's weird to see competitive games because Christmas Day is normally like the NBA day, so like yeah. there's normally never any college, good college basketball. Games. I kind of like it though. Yeah, I like it. Anyways, we hope all of you guys enjoy your Christmas, or if you're listening to this after Christmas. Enjoy your New Year's. We might come out with another podcast before then, but you never know. And uh, once again, just a friendly reminder, make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to it. That really helps us out a lot. And until next time, this is Made in March.